0: I'm a co-creator, cool bro. I'm a co-creator. Cool that's so sliced. <laughs> All right, uh, let's. Um, uh, hold on, I need to fix my camera, and then we go live. In three, in two, in one. And what is up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, the, the the amazing, current, edgy, popular Framecast. I am cool, right, fellow children?
1: <laughs> Papa compliant
0: ch- children. Oh my god. Over the ages of 18 and up.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's just so.
0: Remember when like, when saying, welcome children was like a sure guarantee for monetization on YouTube, and now it's just like, um, no, you're going <laughs> to get banned. <laughs> so yeah, um, what's up everyone? Welcome to Framecast number 40, where we're talking about how faithful should remakes uh, be. Today we're a little bit late by a day, but uh, we're still the same Framecast. We're on a Wednesday, though. So... Final Fantasy 7 remake. Have you played any of it? Have you seen any of it? What's your connection to Final Fantasy?
1: So, I so to answer the last part first, I played the entirety of first game on so Final Fantasy 7, the mm-hmm. the original on the PlayStation um and as a dyslexic kid that needed glasses, that didn't get any glasses playing on a CRTV at, like, 640 by 480 that could barely read to save his life. Um, It was hard, Mm -hmm. right? When it came out on PC, it was so much easier. But, um, yeah, I've played through the whole of it. And, you know, I I really, really enjoyed Final Fantasy VII for what it was. The the narrative was really interesting. I love the whole, you know, the the plot starts partway through rather than at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm always keen and interested on narratives like that. Full metal Alchemist is another one that does that. So yeah. And uh the, the remake. remake. <laughs> Sorry, yes, you did ask about that. Yeah. So I've seen Jack Septicai play the demo. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen I don't know. I don't think Markiplier's play, um, play the demo. And then coming out this Sunday is a gaming and chill with me and Greg from mm. Cephalon Squared. And I ended up buying him Final Fantasy VII Remake so we could actually do a gaming and chill on it. So we had good fun with that. And in all honesty, it's like it's, the, it's like one of the one games I wish I had a PS4 for. <laughs> But the the issue I have with it is that it's episodic. And like, I flat out hate episodic content. It didn't work for the Sin remake, um, which is a first person shooter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't work for Half-Life 2. You know, everyone keeps on saying Half-Life 3 confirmed. It's, no, it's Half-Life 2 episode 3, right? Yeah, but we never got that um i didn't like what they did with starcraft how they made that episodic where um you couldn't play all the races in a single expansion you had to wait for each race's dedicated expansion and i the one race i wanted to play was the fucking protoss and that was the last expansion it really got (laughs) on my nerves um and then um god what was the other episodic game that i'm thinking of my head I forgot that now, but yeah, I just don't. I don't like episodic content, and my inclination. Wait, Final Fantasy VII remake come out, PS a PC, and then get it, mm-hmm. because like.
0: I mean, otherwise you have to buy an entire console for one single game, and you only play that one game on the console. And then, what do you buy the console for? Um, well, but-
1: it's no, it's worse than that because. You know, what has Sony just recently announced? PlayStation 5. Yeah. So I don't know how they haven't... I don't think they have announced the number of episodes Final Fantasy VII will be. If they're going to stick anything like to the original, I can promise you it's much more than three, right? The the first game, which is Midgar, it, I could bash out in two hours, on the PlayStation 1. The fact that that is now like 20 hours worth of content, they're obviously restructuring the narrative and thing. So they really have to work out like how many episodes this is going to be because otherwise it'll be for fucking ever.
0: Yeah. Well, may- maybe they like that. Like, that's one thing where I like, I agree with you on like, I don't like episodic content that's intended to be episodic con- uh, content because. Actually, okay, um, it might be a finer line than that, because what you find most of the time when something starts out as an original idea and then they continue it because it has such a success, then a lot of times maybe the sequel is good, maybe the one after that is good, but after after that they start, like, searching for ideas and it just becomes this hot mess where it's like... Mm, mm, um, um, they're just grasping at, scr- at straws. So maybe that isn't the greatest way of going about it, but uh, I, I also really don't like the idea of, like, We're going to make this episodic. So we're going to start off with this initial thing, and this initial thing is going to suck. And you're going to be like, you're going to be left hanging here. But that's the point, because we're going to make 10 more sequels, and you're going to love that when you have all 10. Oh, shit, the first one didn't sell well, because it wasn't really well made. Oh, fuck. Anyone that was invested in this story, well, good luck to you. We ain't making nine more. Uh, And that's something where I think... I think, like, uh, if I have to think about, like, good episodic structures in any related piece of media, like, the MCU jumps to mind. Uh, Although they had some movies which were literally felt like two-hour-long advertisements for next movies, they also had some really, really good individual movies that... um, had, like, a little hint of being connected to, to the rest of the universe and, like, when it was pretty certain that this thing was going to, like, see it through until, like, the end of Endgame. Um, like, it, were, it was a really great journey. But, like, that was only being done because, like, the individual entries in those episodes were movies on their own and movies on their own, right? So I think that that's very important. If you want to do an episodic thing, like, make sure that the thing feels like it's self-contained and good enough on its own
1: yeah i i agree entirely and i think so they always planned phase one of the Mm -hmm. mcu which was all the way up until avengers the first event right which was brilliant Mm -hmm. right but then when they saw the success of iron man one and two captain america the first avenger thor I don't think there were any others, and then it was the Avengers. It was just like, holy crap, this is just unfathomably fantastic. They went right. Let's go full ham on this. You know, they yeah. they pulled out all the breaks, and the first twenty films, twenty one film, like twenty two films, I can't remember how many films there are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, up to End Game. You know, absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man: Far From Home. I enjoyed, but you know, could leave. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be happy if it didn't exist. Um, but I just hope that they keep that up with you know the rest of it. I honestly don't. I think I think the Marvel movies now are just gonna trail off into nothing. I think right? i I think they're gonna
0: be like westerns um like like how like last century, like westerns were like a really big genre, and people used to go to cinemas to watch those. and like big classics were like western movies. And now no one talks about them anymore because. Who cares? Who cares? And I think superheroes, like, we saw, like, 20, 40 years ago that superhero movies were kind of, like, wacky and weird. And then, like, I think, for me, the Batman trilogy was, like, the first time that I was like,
1: shit, this superhero stuff be good. What superhero movies are you talking about? 20 years ago. Um... (laughs) Are we talking, like, Spider-Man and the X-Men, or...?
0: Well, we're, we're talking, like, uh, remember, like, the Batman and Robin thing, where we uh, oh, were just, shit. like, running around in <laughs> where Batman just
1: goes drunk driving right. and then gets there, that, that kind of stuff. Okay, now I understand what you mean by the Batman trilogy. You're talking about the Christopher Nolan Yes, Batman trilogy. yes. So, right. like, that, okay. that, that was
0: the first time... Like, not, that was the first time that, that, that I was thinking, like, super, the, like, the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man trilogy, and then the Batman trilogy, like, those two, um, strategies in their own, right, were like, oh, shit, like, this can actually be something, and then the, and the MCU came around, and, like, everyone was hooked on it, uh, and DC did, like, whatever DC does, uh, in the meantime, and now that Endgame has, like, rounded up, like, I'm. I haven't seen a Marvel movie
1: since because I'm like, okay, this story is done. There's only there's only been one. There's only been one, which was Spider-Man: Far From Home. There hasn't been another yeah. one since. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's bring us back to Final Fantasy VII.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, today we're talking about how faithful should remakes be. Why do we talk about that? Because Final Fantasy VII remake just came just came around, um, and oh boy, this was going to be a very important release. Um, because many people have been waiting on it, so it's no surprise that people are a little bit upset with some things. Uh, but maybe, maybe they should have seen this coming. I don't know. Anyway, so Final Fantasy VII, uh, of course, game for the PlayStation or OG PlayStation, um, the remake, like uh, like the 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 remaster, remake, whatever, like it's called remake. But a lot of people felt there was going to be like a remaster sort of situation. Um, was like speculated for a long time like the first time that something like this was shown like final fantasy 7 but then with better graphics running on a better system was actually shown off in may 2005 as a tech demo for the playstation 3 and that got fair that got a lot of people upset because like that thing looked so good and people were anticipating that to be a real game and then they, they turned around and said like oh no we just did it as a demo like we know you really want this to be like on this platform and way better and like upscaled but no 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 no, no. we just did it as a demo to show you what we could do um so finally, 15 years later, Final Fantasy VII Remake drops, Remake Part 1 drops. And um, of course, a lot of people were like deciding to like jump back, jump back in on it. Um, however, it's at the same game. <laughs> it's at the exact same game. I, uh,
1: to be honest though, I don't have an issue with that. I, I like, to me, the important part of the narrative that you should keep is the sorry of the game of the original the important part should be the plot right mm. it shouldn't be necessarily the gameplay because i mean we've seen oh god what's the name of the the damn thing um we I, how many final fantasy games have you played yourself i have only played like
0: one or two most but not like very dedicated so sure. like i'm rather so enough it's on this
1: so i played seven to death mm-hmm. eight i got bored very quickly right yeah it felt very much like seven but i i didn't realize that eight was not going to continue the narrative of seven i didn't realize that they were completely independent narratives right mm-hmm. um and i didn't i couldn't get on with like the characters i couldn't get on with the plot so i, I stopped eight quite quickly uh, nine i never played but i've heard good things about it ten I've never played, you know, so on and so forth. Uh 11 was a PC MMO, which um I was I was told wasn't that great. 12, I watched a friend play it, mm-hmm. and that looked interesting, but the the amount of grind between each narrative component was massive. 13, I did play. I played a lot of. I enjoyed the narrative component. I disliked. The way that they westernized a lot of the names, and because it just completely derailed some of the important like translation and things like this. Um, and oh shit, what was the um, I stopped when it hit the the open world. Oh, it's grindathon time now. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna stop that now. Um, 14, I played quite a bit of, but again, the narrative just sucked in the um, which got in the the middle part of the vanilla expansion um 15 i watched a friend play for half an hour to an hour and literally the entire thing was driving there was no combat whatsoever we were bored we stopped playing that <laughs> um and there isn't a 16 yet so final so looking at the way final fantasy 7 uh, sorry, uh, the final fantasy experience has trended like you know how it's evolved and things I do feel that Square Enix has always wanted to take it along the lines of this third-person action game where you're running around hacking and slashing. You still have the party dynamic and things, but it's important to have a combat experience that is easy to gel with. They wanted to get rid of this whole turn-based element. They didn't want people sat around waiting for shit to happen. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that they've taken away that right and now we have this nice smooth uh combat system right the story elements i mean it's nice to be able to actually tell what gender jesse is you know um from a glance let alone here's seven polygon this comprises (laughs) body like you know what was all Mm -hmm. that about um yeah it's it's just nice to see the world expand you know and I think that the the direction that they took it in is a much better way than what it was, God knows how many years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I mean, obviously, regardless of like the graphics and like 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 the the, the overall quality and like what you're able to do with computing power um, compared to so many years ago, it's like like if you there was only a limited amount of like. Story or or like gameplay or like game mechanics that you could convey within within the the technical capabilities of like the PlayStation One. So like bringing that exact game over to like the PlayStation Four and then upping like all the all the graphics and all the surroundings and up, upping the audio is like you'd be still left with something bare. It's kind of like you you kind of want to expand on it now like. One thing, like, one thing that, like, like the things that people have been kind of, like, upset with uh, is because, like, this thing was called a remake, and I think that a lot of people had the expectations that, because it had been shown off before, so many years ago, and, like, people were still, like, passionate about it, um, that this was going to be complete. this was just going to be, like, taking this game, up all the graphics, make it all better, and boom, here we go, um, so, like, people have been saying, like, this game is neither a remaster, remake, nor a reboot. It's just a sequel to the original game. Thus, Final Fantasy VII Part II. Um, uh, it's not a, like, they, they they say that, like, a remaster is, like, using, it's, like, the same story with the graphics updated. A remake is the same story with graphics just remade from scratch. And then a reboot is a different story and characters, uh, and character design completely changed. So, they would say this is more probably, like, along the line, well, they're not saying that's along the lines of reboot, but I would probably, like, say this would be close to, like, a reboot rather than, like, a remake um, with people saying, like, this is not exactly along the lines of, like, the original game. However, is it a problem? Like, is it a problem when they're when you're, like, remaking games or, like, remastering uh, or rebooting games? Like, is it a problem that, like, you, you change something about the game? Because I don't know.
1: I personally don't think this is an issue because, like, the game wouldn't survive if it was the same thing,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: It's, it's like, like you'd have to be naive as okay. Here's a perfect example, right? Warcraft Three Reforged, mm. literally the same thing as the original, but just better models, right? Better lighting and things like this, right? Mm-hmm tank tanked in reception because it wasn't what was advertised Mm
0: -hmm. if you
1: advertise warcraft um three like now no one would want it right so the whole the whole premise of the better interactive cinematics the over the shoulder stuff as opposed to the cameras way up there Mm -hmm. right that was a huge driving factor it would enhance the narrative right likewise there were games there was um duke nukem forever Mm. right okay so the the relevance of duke nukem forever is that it took so long to come out when it eventually did come out it was a huge flop because the technology was way behind right the the graphics were mediocre the the jokes were okay the plot was never really something people were interested when it came to nuke like one of the reasons why crisis was such a hit when it first came out is because that was the pc breaker right it would destroy pc because the the graphic settings had to be through the roof right um so you have to stick with what is relevant Mm -hmm. right you know look at um god I remember, years ago, uh, I played the ultimate Spider-Man game on PC, Mm -hmm. and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was the best Spider-Man game ever. It's unbeatable, so on and so forth. I then proceeded, like, I don't know, five to ten years later, I proceeded to play it again. And it was trash. Because when it came out, it was using new hot technologies that just, you know, were relevant at the time. It was using game design techniques that were relevant at the time. Side quests weren't a thing. So swinging through floating in the air hula hoops to, to beat Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, it just like, yeah, that's just, just how it is, just how it is yeah. now like you know doing races as spider-man it just it made sense but now it's just like no that that's not relevant to the plot that's not relevant to the narrative that's a side quest yeah side quest didn't exist back then
0: no, right? no it, i i definitely think that like the the time in which something comes out really like gives a stamp on like how you feel about it because I, like, I remember a lot of games, uh, especially, like, the the 2D games. Like, 2D games were the games that I kind of, like, grew up with to to play with before and then, like, the, the, the 3D kind of came in with... I think LEGO Star Wars was, like, my first 3D game with, like, or Super Mario 64, maybe. But I'm looking back sometimes at videos of, like, these old 2D games, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, yeah, I, re- I, like, I remember me playing this. But I remember this looking way better in my mind. Because, like, yeah. like, that's what it was at the time. And also fixed camera angles. Um, I was playing, like, on the DS recently. I picked up my DS again. I was playing, like, Lego games on there. And I remember, like, feeling like those were just exactly the same as the console games. But they just have a fixed camera angle. Like, the models look all janky as fuck. And it's like, yep, yeah, this is definitely, this. Is, yeah. Mm. So, like, we, we don't have fixed camera angles anymore in, like, most games. That used to be, like, the standard thing. Fixed camera angles. We don't have that anymore. So it's like a lot of like if you're gonna remake something, you have to like change it to to the time to the present time. And I also feel that like if you're gonna put a creative team into creating like a game, um, they're also gonna want to have like their own input on it. I feel because like if you're if you're just being told to like hey, you're gonna have to like take this game. And make it like with new stuff, but just make the exact same, nothing else. It's like it's like it's like you're just a converter at that point. And I don't think that like uh, there's like there's much of anything of any passion in like just converting something. I think that you want to like use this technology that you have to create more. Now, allow me to toss out an argument kind of in favor of rebranding rebooting and i think that this kind of comes down to like the modern warfare reboots that like last year we had modern warfare now we have modern warfare 2 campaign remastered um, that are coming out at first when i saw these things i was really like kind of like weirded out by it i was like why the hell would i want to like play this game again why would i want to buy this game again when i still have it for my playstation free like that's that's so stupid. Like you're just not even creating something new. You're you're literally selling me the same shit again. However, what I have noticed is that if I go back to the PlayStation Free, it's like not a lot of people still have a PlayStation Free. So if you wanna like see that story, if you wanna like play that story, if you wanna play that campaign, because oh boy, those Call of Duty campaigns are the most intricate, well-written campaigns out there. Um but like if you wanna if you wanna experience that, or if you wanna like play the multiplayer especially, like multiplayer is dead almost there because it's no longer current. And, like, for a lot of people that don't have PlayStation 3s, which are not being made anymore, like, it's no longer available to them. So, like, having a remaster, especially from, like, older games uh, or people that want to, like, go back and experience this franchise, if you started off from day one with, like, of, like, Final Fantasy, and, like, you grew up along the platforms that it, that it released on, then, like, it's been an amazing journey. It's been amazing from the start to end. But if you want to go back to Final Fantasy and, like, you start up with, like, the, the first bunch of them, they're all going to look old, outdated. You're just going to be like, what the hell am I playing? So, like, being able to, like, play it, play the same thing that people enjoyed then, but, like, on a newer console, actually there is some merit to it in order, like, there is some merit to, like, the re uh, the remasters kind of situation, the remake situation, where it's, like, we have this game which is kind of too old to like really be played well now and it's like too niche and it's like on an old unsupported system anymore so let's remake it let's make it like look good again and throw it out so i think that that might be the argument for it though then again like what you said with like the systems that were used at the time will still feel dated so why not up that
1: yeah so i i want to lean towards resident evil 2 and mm-hmm. resident evil 3 the recent ones that came out in the last uh year and a bit mm-hmm. the so i played resident evil 2 as the first resident evil game i'd ever played on playstation yeah and i hated it right so one of the important things to know about rebel is that when you were playing you could either shoot directly in front of you at a 45 degree angle upward mm-hmm. or at a 45 degree angle downward that was it there was no range at all it was just straight on down or up Mm -hmm. right and it was painful as hell you also had the fixed camera angles you can't get away with fixed camera angles now oh no like you just can't people will destroy you Mm -hmm. if you put fixed camera angles in now uh unless it's a cutscene. but that's that's a given and yeah it, it was it was painful like if i was to play you know i i just watched markiplier um play both games mm-hmm. but if i was to play those and had the same fixed camera angles had the same um uh, you know weird janky ass controls i i would just instantly call it trash and just not bother with it But they were able to do so many cool things. Like you were able to get better perspectives on signs. You were able to make the world feel more alive, right? You were able to do so much more with the environment. And I personally think that they are some of the best games that Capcom has released in the last few years.
0: No, I I can see that. Now we're talking a lot about like game mechanics and like the, like the, the changing of the cameras. Um, how do you feel about narrative changes? Because Final Fantasy Remake had that as well. Uh, I I haven't played the, the Modern Warfare Remaster because I haven't played like the Modern Warfare game. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I don't know if they made any changes, but then again, like what the, what, what cares about story in Call of Duty? Uh, but like, how do you feel about like making narrative changes when you're doing a remake of a game?
1: It depends entirely on change. I I don't. I'd love to just say, oh, it's good. It's bad. It's uh, it, there's no real easy answer to this. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it just really depends. Like with Warcraft. So so actually, one thing not exclusive to the Warcraft Three Reforged, right? Uh, Blizzard Entertainment are synonymous with retconning stuff, mm-hmm. right? So in Warcraft Three, the Frozen Throne, you play as the Blood Elves, who go to Outland, and one of the quests you have to do is shut off all these demon gates in an area called Hellfire Peninsula, mm-hmm. right? So sorry, the the these portals right dark portals you have to shut them all off now after the game years down the line world of warcraft the burning crusade which was the first expansion came out 2007 2006 something like that they it had you going to outland as your player character Mm -hmm. but they changed the entire environment so yes you had Alpha Peninsula. But all the portals were everywhere else. There was a portal in Zangarmarch. There was a portal in Nagran. There was a portal in uh, Thousand Needle. Sorry, Thousand Spires? Shit, what's the... No, Blazed Edge Mountains, right? They, they put the portals in other parts of Outland, right? Mm-hmm. Not a huge problem, but it's how they changed it, right? They also change uh, the the background plot of Gul'dan. Is they change the background plot of Nazul? They changed the background plot of. They change a lot. Uh, demons can no longer die outside of the Twisting Nether. Oh wait, that demon died outside of the Twisting Nether. He's a bad guy, you know. So they they do it all the time. It's not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, with Final Fantasy VII's remake. I personally feel that this game is not for new people, right? It's for everyone. I think people would become complacent and bored if they played the remake and know exactly what's going to happen and it plays out exactly like the original. Mm -hmm. And I think this would potentially hurt sales for future episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it is good to breathe some fresh life into the narrative, but I don't think they should make huge sweeping changes, right? The changes that they have made, and I'm aware of some of them, I do not consider groundbreaking.
0: Yeah. Well, I... I agree on the part of, like, if if you're going to allow leniency in, like, changing game mechanics and gameplay parts and, like, the way you do camera movement and all that sort of stuff is, like, why not allow changes in, like, the story and the narrative? It's, like, it's, it's, it's also a part of the game. And as we've discovered many times when talking about, like, lore within Warframe, for example, it's, like, a lot of people, like care much more about how things look than the story that's played out for them. It's it, it's not as important as, like, the ho- the holy lore people think that lore is... Like, like it's it's just another part of the game experience. And I think a lot of people tend to, like, hype it up to be a lot more, like, this entire game is about, like, the, the story. Nothing matters. It's like, well, not really. Like, a lot of people will also just play story games. Don't bother about the story. They just, like, go for the experience to see every, like, environment and do, like, the... The interaction that they can do and like level up and battle and whatever the game provides
1: so well i do think it's important when it comes to something like final fantasy which is an rpg mm-hmm. right i'd argue more that um final fantasy 7 remake is a third person action game right with some rpg elements but the plot final fantasy 7 was the driving thing mm-hmm. right so i wouldn't necessarily say that there's an easy way to make a comparison with games like warframe but um i certainly see what you're-
0: it most certainly plays a much bigger part than with war with games like warframe where lore is way 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 in afterthought kind of in that game but i do feel that like especially when you're trying to market a game these days or just to market a game in, in like well especially these days it's like um lore isn't as as important with any genre of game anymore as the as it used to be because like back in the day like the further back you go the lower the graphics become the the more basic the game mechanics become so like having a good story especially especially in the days when like computer games were just like like lines when you could just like like where you have these rpgs and like text-based games um like, their story is super important because there are no graphics. There are no game mechanics, really, other than, like, choosing different decisions. But as these things grow more and more and more, they become more and more important. And I know of people that will just play story games because they look good. And, like, right now, it's like you're trying to market a game to, like, a general, a general market. And if the general market cares less and less about um, the story itself... Being as exactly the same as it used to be so many years ago, then, like, you should, like, you it should be allowed to be experimented with and played around with, and like given a new input and maybe a new, fresh take on it that might explore things deeper or might fit the game mechanics better. So, um, I do agree on that part. that It's like, yes, we like, they can definitely make changes. Uh, I would say on that, like, you should never judge changes on whether they're good or bad in a sense like oh they can only change it if it's good or if it's bad it's like no like people like either everyone should be able to change uh, it should be able to change or not because like you can't be who's going to be the arbiter of whether it's good or bad that being said uh when it comes to narrative changes as you're talking about like that people can just freely like like you were kind of like oh yeah they should be able to change that like they should be able to change some things i don't mind when they like retcon a little bit um I do like. I do want to bring up, like, remember the framecast with about Picard, where they retcon some things, and you were kind of upset by that.
1: <laughs> the difference is, there's a retcon, and then there's a telling of the story again, mm-hmm. right? So with Picard, it was supposed to be a sequel to the entirety of the Star Trek narrative. But then, when it doesn't abide by its own rules, then it's like what the fuck's going on with this i mean to me there's a difference between a rule which Mm -hmm. is typically something that has happened versus a remake i mean like if they were to remake tng right the next generation now Mm -hmm. um with different cast same characters uh if they made oh uh lost in space Right. Barely faithful at all to the original series. Mm-hmm. Right? Barely. Like I think the the only things that uh, they carried over are um the names of the Robinsons. Mm-hmm. Uh the genders of the Robinsons. Uh the gender of Don what was his last name i can't remember the, the the he was the pilot in the original don west that was his name um he was the pilot in the original in this he's a, a, like, in the remake he's a mechanic right in the reboot he is a mechanic like uh dr smith completely changed gender completely changed, like her name is just not don um dr smith at all like they're not alone right um yeah you know, the, the robot is an alien right they, they they they've changed so much but lost in space is one of the best sci-fi shows of this generation mm-hmm. right and it's not barely faithful at all to the original barely i have zero to issue with that
0: yeah i can understand that i i i just wanted to see like where how you'd stand on that um given that like out- that framecast, like narrative, was really important and changes couldn't be made. And this time you were a little bit more lenient. But I can understand if it's in the same, if you're telling a story, which, and you're continuing on that story in the same universe, in the same plot line, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, the things that we said before don't count anymore. And it's like, then why should I believe any of the stakes that yeah. you're bringing up? Because, like, if you're just going to cross things up, but if you do a remake, if you do a retelling, if it's like, we're doing this thing again, it's like, you can change things because it's like a retelling, it's not in the same thing. Um, So, yeah. Overall, I think that like a lot of this just comes out of well, maybe people like being. <laughs> I don't know. It's it 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 just sounds a lot like like the Warframe thing where people just tend to put their identity towards something so much and like, oh, this becomes part of me and if it's not like what I want. Especially when this thing was like like, seen in 2005 and people were already nuts about it. Imagine if people held onto this for like 15 years, like, I can't wait for this thing and it better be exactly as I want to. And then like, it will never be exactly as they want to and they're going to be mad about it.
1: I, I do genuinely think that people need to pull their... Proverbial heads out of their asses because you can't you can't do that. Like I love absolutely love the legacy of Kane franchise, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know if I've made that clear at all ever. But I'm very sure today, if I was to go play um Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, um oh god, I fucking hate Blood Omen 2, we'll ignore that one. Um, or defiance, like I would want to throw up in my mouth, right? Especially defiance because that had a fixed camera angle, mm-hmm. right? But I freaking loved the narrative of um, what you call it? the 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 legacy of Kane franchise. I absolutely adored the voice acting of Simon Templeman, Simon Templeman, uh, who plays Kane and. Michael Bell who plays Raziel like Jesus Christ it, it like you are voice acting sexing my ears to please don't ever stop like if if they swapped those actors out I would be sad as hell mm-hmm. right but they would have to do a damn good job to find viable replacements it's the same with Mark Hamill as the uh, the Joker or Kevin Conroy as Batman. Sorry, going off topic. The point is, if I played those Legacy of Kane games again, I'm sure I'd be like, oh my God, this is jank as shit. This is horrible. Oh my God, what the hell would they think? And I would want them to massively spruce it up because I remember Final Fantasy VII well. I'm sorry. You, you have to basically rebuild it from scratch.
0: Yeah, no, like seriously, if, if if you look at the comparisons of like the cutscenes right now as well, it's like oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, but I believe it's just such an such an identity thing, and like I'm I I know that games and like franchises and like like they're. They're created in such that well, they're they serve a purpose in such a way that you can like escape towards them, and then you can like identify a little bit with them, so you can like meet people that like love the same thing, and like that's a great thing that you can all like share the same thing that you like. But more and more these days, I'm just seeing people that just go nuts about like, like they, they just they just have this thing confused where they where they're like. This thing is part of me now and like if you insult this thing, you insult me and if this thing does well, then I do well and if this thing does bad then I do bad and it must always be the way I see it because I know it best because it's part of me it's like no 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 no, no no it's 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 just the thing that you don't have any relation to like that's that's that that's something which like i've I've also fallen victim to where like it's so easy I don't know whether that's because of like the way that like we're we're built to interact with people because or things because like the things that we interact with normally in our natural situation would be like people that like would be right in front of us. Uh that we tend to like feel uh try to build up like friendly relationships with them and like like see them as persons or so. But like I've had it too where I would go to like like where I would like see institutions or game companies or games as like like friends almost where i would be like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I'll help them out and no, then no, they'll they'll probably help me out. And like, oh I know them so well and I know what's best for them and I want to help them. It's like, no, it's 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 just a game. It doesn't care about you. It's just so a thing. one
1: question one question I have is where are you seeing this negativity? Are you seeing it in content creators or are you seeing it in things like the Metacritic? Um I've mostly seen it when it comes to when it comes to
0: like Online posts, content creators, and um, Jim Sterling also made a video about it, like talking about like the had like the reactions that people had gotten. I haven't checked the Metacritic score yet. We can actually go do that right now. Yeah. Um, but it's mostly just like online people on Reddit as well, just being like, ah, this is not, this is not, ah, this is not, ah, ah. and it's like, yeah, dude, like relax, it's just the game. The old one still exists.
1: So on Metacritic, three point five thousand people have voted on it with the score of eight
0: that is pretty good
1: yeah that's really good um so wait, here we
0: go generally
1: favorable reviews based on the, uh, but it only says user reviews there's only a thousand and sixty that are hundred and sixty nine that are mixed 400 that are negative how on earth does it get three thousand from that that's just uh
0: like i I have one for the play well I have one here that says twenty six hundred and twenty positive two hundred and forty five mix and six hundred and nineteen negative so that amounts to uh, over three thousand here three thousand four yeah that does make sense
1: how am i how what where, where hold on let me see your screen. so oh, okay that's weird. But, yeah. uh, oh, maybe it's other languages. Duh.
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. overall, like it's, I, th- again, because like, it's, it's a lot like within the plot kind of like situation. It's like, it's such a minor thing. Oh my God. The thing is with <laughs> most, with most of these things where people get, tend to get really upset about and pretty really, focal really online. Like what you find is that like, it's such like a small amount of people that really, really care so much, Um uh, and people from the are just looking in, they're like, Yeah, well Honestly, like this th- this is my point when it comes to most of like video game or media or like, like film or whatever, like criticism where people get really riled up about it. It's like, yeah, dude, I can see your point. Like the way that you're putting this out, the way that you're putting this forward, um, you were expecting this thing to be exactly the same as, like, the original. It set remake on the box. You thought it was a remake exactly one-to-one. You're expecting the story to go this way, and it didn't, and you're mad about that. I can see that. I can see that. But, it, I, dude, it doesn't really matter all that much. It's just the game. And, like, that's, like, I just feel it's, like, such a big part of, like, people just, like, Ugh, clinging onto something with so much and not like seeing the bigger picture of like, hey, this game looks so much better. Like maybe the direction that they're taking this in is could be very interesting. You're not doing the exact same thing. you do you may maybe right now, you don't know what's going to happen. I bringing it back to like the superhero movies thing that we were talking about. I've gotten so tired of all the remakes, where like every single time we're telling the same story over and over again. I've seen Batman's parents die so many times, I am getting so sick and tired of it. I want new shit, I want to see new things. That's what I I loved about like the MCU. All of a sudden, here we go, continuous story, new things, and it's like- Oh look, Spider-Man without his fucking origin story. Oh yes, baby, please. And of course, of course, I get a little bit upset that like Aunt May isn't the same Aunt May as she was in the very first Spider-Man movie, and she's getting younger over time. And now all of a sudden, it's like it's a different act. It's like, but it doesn't matter because it's a really cool movie, and I like it. See, I like to see it.
1: Oh, oh God! So like, I- I'm looking at this now, and I'm looking through some of these uh, reviews. Right. So one review I'm reading here from the Great Review. What the mm-hmm. fuck name is that? Fantastic right up until the last two chapters where it turns into a stupid anime trope filled with fan action. The last two chapters are irredeemable and basically ruin the entire game. Honestly, 10 out of 10 for the, uh, for the parts where they remade slash expanded on the original. One out of 10 for the stupid anime editions. Um, for the stupid anime editions, are garbage writing for the end. I think it's supposed to be and garbage writing at the end. Good job, garbage writing. Um, and they go from like 10 out of 10 to 1 out of 10. I'm like, first off, you understand the main character is wielding a six-foot buster sword. Mm. Something no one could physically do. It is going to be so damn heavy. Well, unless you're hench as hell, but even so. Like, Barrett would be able to lift it. But he'd still need two hands. Like, the sword is unrealistic. And you're telling me that's not, um, what's got anime as hell? Barrett, like, his shoulders are as big as his head. Again, completely unrealistic. Yet you're telling me that's not anime as hell. Right? It's like, I, I
0: it's again the 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 the. It's either a ten out of ten or it's a one out of ten. It's either all good or it's all bad because there's only this binary line where it's like it's good or it's bad. And I need to rally all my passion behind it. And like I don't know, I don't know whether this has always been a thing. I don't know if this will always be a thing. I don't know if it's like like enhanced right now because we can now see it all because everyone can be can talk about it and share their opinions online and like jump in echo chambers and be like, um, but like
1: yeah well, uh... here's here's another one this remake so this remake uh is an insult to those of us who have been waiting 20 plus years to finally get an updated version of the game which is what everyone wanted suddenly the game changes the entire plot and um, i supposed to shit yeah. the bed yeah um for any future installments and everyone praises it for being meta and deep i'm so sick of the whole this is good because it subverts your expectations i um it wasn't good when star wars did it and it's not good now right well star wars didn't subvert your expectations star wars just ruined itself
0: yeah well like like I, I, I think that that's a very important distinction that you made earlier on because um, that is the big difference between, like, the Star Wars sequels um, oh. and, like, this. It's, like, it's not in the same line. It's not in the same timeline. It's not in the same universe. It's a remix. It's, like, a brand new thing based on the original. But it's not like, oh... Then we did this. Then we did that. Then we did this other thing, which doesn't make any sense given the previous uh, given the previous offense. It's like it's like like I think that that's a really really big thing, and yeah, like Star Wars. I'm just not gonna count the sequels. I'm just not gonna watch them anymore. If we do like a watch for, I'll just watch one through six, and I'll be happy as fuck. Uh, yeah, like,
1: yeah. Like so, the the upshot of Star Wars, right? Mm. Like there is no subversion of expectation with the prequels because they had to get to episode four Mm -hmm. right we had to end up with luke being looked after by obi-wan and leia ending up in the hands of the organas Mm -hmm. right um and yoda had to still be alive and anakin had to become darth vader right um i mean anyone that couldn't see palpatine was sidious was blind as hell i mean you could see that from literally the very first episode he sounded exactly the same for a start right what
0: well i actually like i i hope that this. Did you really not so so i watched the star wars movies when i was like 10 12 years old oh, uh, fair enough. and then i watched from like, like i at first i played a lego star wars game on PlayStation. PlayStation yeah. 2 was my favorite console game. I loved that. We played that so much that the disc broke. Uh, and then we started watching the Star Wars movies starting at 1 to 6. Um, oh yeah, then there's no way enough you're gonna. And know. then like, and then it was all like, oh yeah, it's it's fun. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh oh, he's a... Then, like like you didn't know. And yeah. then like, I remember a couple years later, four years later, I rewatched it again. And then all of a sudden, like I saw that he was, and then like I saw like some of the things that he did. It was like it was like the second rewatching. I saw so much more than I saw like years yeah. ago. I was like, oh, this is so good. And uh. like like the, the the second appreciation because like the first time as a kid, I was just watching it for the, like the sword fights. And then like the, the second time I'm watching the story is like it's so good and. Then, and like now now i'm watching it, i'm like yeah the acting in the prequels leaves something to be desired so like probably i should have stopped watching after the second time but uh apart no. from liam liam neeson was great but like this this is like the thing when, when when it comes to like the star wars um continuation of the same story when it comes to like the force healing is like well that would have been great if like liam neeson had it
1: oh my god
0: it's like have you it... seen
1: have you seen the how it should have ended for rise of skywalker
0: no i haven't tell me oh,
1: i i will i will link it to you because it's just like hold on if i've got all these powers then why can't i just do this stupid bullshit thing and mm-hmm. it's absolutely fucking hilarious but well um...
0: like um and an interesting thing is uh i've actually been reading aristotle uh on like the ethics um and like what is true like ha- like 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 what is happiness um like that's what the book's about that's the, that's what this thing is about and he He describes happiness as like finding like uh, the mean, so find the mean to yourself like that is the ultimate thing. the ultimate goal in life is to like be ha- like happiness is the ultimate goal in life because everything you do ends up in like you wanting to be happy like you you do something in order to you may you may like do something to earn money so that you can like buy something so that you can be happy having it so you, you you might like learn something so you get can get smarter so you can get smarter than other people, so you might have more like. Uh, Honor and that makes you more happy. So happiness is the ultimate goal. But what is happiness? What is the right way of of acting virtuous? And the right way of acting virtuous is acting. um, uh, It's like it's like acting pursuing the mean. So not doing the excess and not doing like the uh, the opposite of the excess. Like not doing too much. Not doing too much, but not not necessarily average. Because like let's say that like. Uh, the least amount of food you can eat is is like two. You can eat two pieces of food and the most amount of food you can eat is like 10. Then like one would say if you would go with the average, the mean would be like six. But uh, if you were to like, if you were to like say like you should always eat six amounts of foods because that's the that's the average, that might be too much for a person or that might be too little for a person depending on like their body size and their needs. So it's so what like, do you
1: mean the mean?
0: So you should you should do what is not too little and not too much for yourself you should find a mean to you
1: but that's the average
0: no it's not the average because like mean I... is the average but yeah yeah find the average but to you so not like the numerical average but the average to you right so maybe for me like eating e- eating three plates of food is not too much and not too little it's just perfectly fine for me but eating three plates for like a five-year-old kid is way too much. So for them, it would be like half a plate or one plate because that would be not too little, not too much. So
1: um, it's it's finding the right balance that's best for you.
0: Yeah, finding the balance right. to you, like the mean to you, not the mean on like, like it's to you. Um,
1: and like... Right. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if this is a translation issue, but like that does not make sense in English. So... But we're talking yeah, about anyway. making sure you have the right balance. Yeah,
0: yeah. Find, yeah. F- finding the balance to yourself, finding the mean to you. Um, so if you look at a perfect piece of art or if you look at like a great story, like what Star Wars was, because Star Wars, amazing, like like especially the original trilogy is fantastic. Um, prequels, a little bit worse. Sequels, eh. Like if if you find a good piece of art, like it is, it it hits that balance. Like if you were to subtract something from it, it'd be worse. If you were to add something to it, it'd be worse. So if you round up a story, like whatever you're gonna add to it is gonna make it worse. And that's I think a per- perfect case. What we saw with like Star Wars, is that like they were adding to it where like there like there need not be added to, and it just made things worse. And people didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I mean. So I don't think that a lot of the complaints had for Final Fantasy VII Remake are viable. I can't really talk a great deal. I've not played it. I can't play it, right? Mm -hmm. But from what little I have seen, I would love to play it, right? I played a lot of... like, And if these people are genuinely for lack of tact but hurt over the differences between the original and the remake then just go play the original it's on nintendo Switch, as that one review said just go play the original again right if you want the the new fancy graphics well you have to accept the changes in plot you have to accept the changes in combat you have to accept all the changes Right? Because this game isn't made for you. This game isn't made for the individual one or two people that well, care it's hundreds of people. Um, you know, it isn't made for the people that absolutely adore the original. It's made people that like the original, and the new players who have not experienced the original, right? Because let's face it, this uh, this day and age, it's the kids that buy the computer games, right? It's the people that are unattached from responsibilities like having children or a significant other that's not a gamer or anything like that, that play these video games. And I know for a fact that the majority of my friends that have played Final Fantasy VII to death will more than likely not pick up Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, during this time, it might also be more people than just children, since most people are not at home now. But it's like, I don't necessarily think that, like, seeing games is like, games are made for me, or games are made for this person. It's like, it's just people made a game. That's what they did. They mean, they may have had a target audience in mind, which most of the time they do. But people made a game. You can choose to like it, you can choose to not like it. but the game doesn't owe you shit and you don't owe the game shit. You don't have to buy the game. you you don't have to play the game. Like the game doesn't have to sell you anything. It's like it's the game doesn't have to do anything for you. Like you're just two separate entities that might meet if you like it, but you can also just choose to go away from it. And definitely, I at first i i went into this thinking like mm, mm, like there might be something to it because like if if people were like thinking if they were saying like this is gonna be exactly the same but I don't think they've really said it that it was gonna be exactly the same and especially like with what you said um, towards like a rebranding of like and like going telling the story again and making changes to like mechanics are super necessary uh so and in the same line we can also like see narrative changes because narrative is just another like game element as as is like visuals game mechanics and environments it's like yeah like of course of course they 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 should be able to like play around with it so i definitely think that like it's not as a big deal as people make it out to be
1: yeah i mean like as i said I, I'm actually ha- I I'm very interested in playing Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. Had I not watched Markiplier play <laughs> through all of them, um, I mean, there's a there's a multiplayer mode for Resident Evil 3. And I'm hmm mm, interest. Um, but like single yeah single player games, it's just like if if those if sorry if Resident Evil one sorry like two and three. Maintained the controls and the camera and all that stuff from their originals, Oof. those would have tank. Yeah, they would have the tanked so goddamn hard.
0: But also, remember when we played like Dead Rising? Um, and like the game yeah. is kind of decent, and like it sometimes looks like it like, looks like a current game, but like yeah. there are so many mechanics which are just like wow, they are old. This game yeah. is AG, so yeah. like it changes so fast it changes so fast now yeah one thing which might have um like helped people if they were expecting this to be the exact same thing uh but like they didn't know until they started playing and still they started buying it is if they would actually be able to like see people talk about it re- refuse about it watch people talk about it but um, one thing that, like, Jim Sterling pointed out in his video, and something which I've seen, which I've seen a lot of people also, like, not just with regards to this, but many other, like, games or movies, um, talk about, well, with regards to, like, talking about new things that are coming out, or even, like, Final Fantasy, which have been out for years, um, Sporters. like, a lot of people are like they do not want to see any spoilers. Uh they will they they will hate on the video if it's got any spoiler material, if it says anything about that might they, they might see. So, oh god, no, I would never want to see spoilers of anything. And there's like I feel like, especially over like, especially the more I've gotten into like the online world, it seems like spoilers have become su- such a like hot button thing where everyone's like, "Oh my god, don't spoil something! How dare you spoil something? Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning!" How do you feel about spoilers?
1: Um, it depends entirely. They are becoming more and more impossible to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jim Sterling said in that video you linked me to this morning um it that it, they are a, like some of the spoilers are a huge part of everyday culture i mean there, there's uh, a spoiler for the anime cowboy bebop which is literally the end the the end summed up in two words dot com right <laughs> and you know a friend of mine he would just link people to that and you know it, it's literally just the, a screenshot of what happens mm-hmm. right uh, with a a tune playing in the background right uh you know like there's 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 memes of what's it called was it dumbledore dies and shit like that where like there's tom hiddleston dressed up as loki in a limo you go Dumbledore dies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just shit like that. Um You know the I mean, car stickers
0: where people say like look at my look at the spoiler on my car and it's like a like stickers on the back that says Snape kills Dumbledore. And oh really?
1: Like, I was I haven't seen that. But... I put a
0: six spoiler on my car and it's just like it's just that uh, cheap spoilers.
1: But the um but yeah, it's it's just like, yeah, you can't avoid spoilers. I knew people that would start like la 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 really loudly when mm-hmm. they started hearing stuff about Game of Thrones because they hadn't watched Game of Thrones yet Um, I would you know whenever like a Marvel movie or whatever would come out like uh, Infinity War and Endgame like I went to go see them the opening weekend I'm, to be fair I mostly go see films on the opening weekend mm-hmm. because that's you know just something I do I enjoy going to the cinema and things I probably spent way too much money on the cinema I have mm-hmm. no idea but the, but yeah. So it's like, it it is what it is, yo. How do you personally,
0: like, handle spoilers? Like, are you are you like, do you, completely avoid all social media when something new comes out? Uh, like, yeah. how long do you expect to care about? Like, do you even care so, if someone so, or something?
1: So there's 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 a couple of things, right? Mm-hmm. So there's what is considered a spoiler, mm. right, and what is like plot relevant yeah right so for example um there's a line in um portal right the 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 famous thing the cake is a lie Mm -hmm. right is that a spoiler And then tell me why do you think it's a do you think it's a spoiler?
0: I don't know, I don't think so, but like like it could be because like if it feels like a, if it's like a twist like and you know about it beforehand, it's like well, the twist won't be there, but then again, it's like what I feel um i Again, like I also feel that when it comes to like on the one hand, I can understand when it when it comes to like if you know a twist beforehand, like you can't you, you may already you may remember when you see that, like, oh no, I know about this. But that could also just be a great thing because like I also really enjoy it when like if I know ahead of time that something is gonna be different, I also love seeing like, oh shit, I know about this, I know about this, I know about this, and you can you can also like enjoy it more there. It's like I don't know. Mm.
1: I argue it is not a spoiler, mm-hmm. right? It is something that is, like, written on the walls in the Aperture uh, Science environments, Mm -hmm. right? Especially, like, behind the testing environments that you can get into. And it is just foreshadowing of what's to come, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? But I would argue it's not a lie. So it's not a spoiler, sorry. No. (laughs) It's not a lie. It's not a spoiler. If you're watching the first season of Game of Thrones... Mm. And someone turns and says, like, Oh, so-and-so hasn't died yet. That is a spoiler. Because typically the deaths in Game of Thrones are unforeseen. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, Tyrion hasn't killed his father yet. What the hell? <laughs> like, because yes. it is entirely like you do not see that Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Right, it's going to kill Tywin until maybe five minutes before it happens. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's completely unexpected. Yeah, and that's the point. If you've got foreshadowed things like the cake is a lie, that is not a spoiler because it is foreshadowed to what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you get blindsided by something, right? Like, um... oh god, trying to think of a another shit what's um oh god what's a good spoiler i'm trying to think so no not Luke, a spoiler i am like your it. father <laughs> yeah i mean like you know so no that is a spoiler mm. right because you don't know that darth vader, there's nothing there is no precursor mm. right throughout the entirety of new hope and uh, the empire strikes back to indicate that darth vader is anakin skywalker Mm -hmm. nothing and when it is said it is completely out of left field you're like holy shit that is a spoiler so how do you feel about something like fight club what the twist at the end yeah like I i saw it coming from a mile away
0: yeah so would you consider that a spoiler or not
1: no that is a spoiler right if you were just to say what happens at the end of fight club that is a spoiler because not everyone's going to to guess what's happening because it is not particularly foreshadowed yeah right so um oh god what's what's um oh god i'm trying to think of like good cases of foreshadowing um examples of foreshadowing so Let's like like
0: that. in general i i I do have to. I do agree when it comes to. I, I partly agree when it comes to like foreshadowing. If like, if it if it's something that's just like, you can see it already. Like it's just like it's kind of in there. Like it's not really a spoiler. Then again, I do have to say. I got one for you. I do. I, have, got one. I do have to say that. Um, best the best reveals when it comes to like revealing something, making a good twist. It needs to like be like you need to be have been able to see it beforehand in some way because like if you want to like make a reveal and it just it doesn't connect with anything it's like you don't feel it other than like if if you have a good reveal you're gonna have like one or two clues beforehand which you don't notice unless you know and then like when when the reveal comes it's like oh now that and that makes sense I think that that is like part of a good twist that like there is some foreshadowing, which doesn't make sense when you see it the first time, but once you know it, it's like oh that connects. Like that is like the best reveal. So sometimes like the best spoilers have some foreshadowing in them, uh, but then again, it's like yeah, if it's if it's too clear, I don't know. Go ahead, what do you want to say?
1: So um, th- when I was um, st- uh, what's called studying in school and things like that, mm-hmm. one of the books in English class we had to. To read was of mice and men. Mm-hmm. Right now, there was this one character who um, was the son of this farmer, and he was a like a, a boxer. He was he was a fighter. He was a piece of shit. Right, mm-hmm. the guy was shit. But he kept one hand right in a glove filled with Vaseline. Right, keep the skin soft. Yeah. Because he wanted um, to be able to touch his mistress or his wife or whomever, his girlfriend, uh, with his soft hand and it, for it to feel soft on her skin. Mm-hmm. But he was a fighter. He would get into a lot of fights and his right hand, like, you know, it was all calloused over, it was rough, so on and so forth. So he would never hit anyone with his left hand. He would only ever punch them with his right hand right Mm -hmm. that is foreshadowing to indicate one of those hands is going to get royally fucked up yeah right. Uh, I think it was the right hand so basically there was this guy that was like a giant he was simple minded Um, he was for all intents and purposes if there was a doctor to diagnose him he was retarded right and um, he accidentally killed someone, right? He oh, he killed uh, this. This is a spoiler, right? <laughs> he accidentally killed the the wife, the girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? Because um, he was very heavy-handed and things like this. he was touching her hair. He liked how soft it was. He was stroking too hard, and he accidentally broke her neck, mm-hmm. right? The guy. Right, the the boxer guy got really angry, threw a punch. It was caught by the giant, and the giant crushed his hand. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that that's that's how the narrative played out. So you knew that the hand was going to get fucked up, but you didn't know how. But you didn't know yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, and so there, there's a difference between a spoiler and foreshadowing within the mm. same one narrative.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah? I'm happy with that distinction. Um, there are two more things where I kind of want to like touch on when it comes to like supporters, where one is um, intention and the other is time. So if someone just comes along with me, like, like like the way you said, like I'm watching something and someone just comes around and is like, oh shit, he hasn't died yet. Oh, this hasn't happened yet. Oh shit. No, wait, you aren't at this part yet. It's like, yeah, fuck off, dude. It doesn't matter regardless of what it is. Like you're just being an asshole right now. But if I'm watching a review or if I'm, like, going over Twitter and people are, like, tweeting about, like, oh, my God, I I, I, I saw it as – and, like, they're in a discussion about about, about the thing. It's, like, I personally feel that, like, at that point, it's, like – it's fine. Like people just like people should not be hindered to like not talk about something because like, Oh no, like you can't talk about this for a month because otherwise people get spoiled. It's like, no, it's like, as long as people don't like barge into their way to like, be like, Oh, this happens to like, just like, I'm fine with it. It's like, yeah.
1: It's the difference between common courtesy and going over the top. Right. You know, for example, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, you know what the big reveal within Warframe is, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's common courtesy not to spoil it for people. It's to let it happen, right? Well,
0: well like that's that, that's partly where like the the thing of time comes into I- into play. Where like I am, I would be opposed to going to a new player in Warframe and say like, oh, dude, no. Uh But like I. I don't, like, the, I, uh, I'm, I'm not a supporter of, like, oh, let's discuss, like, Warframe, and, oh, yeah, we mentioned the second, uh, we mentioned the second dream, oh, now we got to put spoiler awareness everywhere, because that's been, like, five years ago that that thing came out. It's, like, if you want to discuss something where which includes this thing, if you want to discuss, like, anything about Warframe, it's, like, go right ahead. Talk about it. I don't, I, like like, this thing happened so long ago. If you want to go play it, it's right there. You can just do it. So like that's also where I feel like with the amount of time that passed if it's if it's like within the first week of like this thing coming out like I I, I think I think it's like the hype trend. Like if if the second dream where like the major reveal is like if that is like on the hype trend like, that's the brand new thing, of course just tread carefully. But I think right now, if I were to like make a review of like the Second Dream, or if I were to like criticize Warframe on its lore and it includes the Second Dream and not like the latest thing of lore that came out, which has been like years—I don't know when what it was—it's um, like I'm not gonna like like yeah, I don't I don't think it applies. Do you?
1: I. it's hard to say because again what is a spoiler mm-hmm. you know like in, within the position, like he's talking about spoilers and people blew up at him you know after he announced that you could play as Luigi instead of Mario I'm like that's not a fucking spoiler fuck off mm-hmm. right that's that's nothing you know that might be an incentive for some people to play it yeah Playing so watching someone play the entirety of a single player game like I watched Markiplier and Jacksepticeye play the entirety of Resident Evil two and three. Oh wait, no, I didn't watch Jacksepticeye for that. But you know, watching Markiplier play Resident Evil two and three, that's just one hundred percent spoilers, right? But I I did that knowing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. Why would someone watch a review not expecting some form of spoilers how could you even do that
0: yeah i i don't know but like that's that's something which you see a lot when it comes to like warframe videos with the thing you pointed out it's like if people are gonna, like i've seen it a lot like i haven't watched a warframe video in a year but like last year you you would still see it's like ah oh, today we're going to be discussing Today, we're going to be discussing, like, the, the second dream. So, spoiler alert, watch out, guys, or people be informed. friends be like, oh, yeah, no, Um, so, like, I kind of want to talk about the focusism, so spoiler alert, everyone, second dream, spoilers, and I'm like, dude, it's been four or five years. Like, chill, 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 chill. Like, no need to worry about this anymore. Like, I think that, like, for, like, if, I think that for me, like, finding like when should like when would i give a spoiler alert or warning or whatever like when do spoilers matter i think that your definition of like is it foreshadowing is it just like environment or is it like an actual like plot element which like you couldn't expect which is literally a spoiler it's like i think that distinction needs to be made like playing luigi isn't really a spoiler um so i think that that is something which i agree with um then when it comes to what intent if it's like if you are just watching something and someone just comes along and says like oh this is gonna happen it's like yeah fuck off uh but if i'm making a bloody review or if i'm like talking about it on twitter it's like if i'm having discussion with someone about it uh i think that that's a big difference and then time frame i think that for me the time frame is like the hype period so like when if something comes out like if endgame comes out like and like in the first few weeks when everyone's talking about it if you then go on like twitter or you go into like a discord group and you start talking about like oh yeah how do you feel about when iron man uh," and it's like yeah and everyone just like i mean yeah you're you're a bit of an ass because like you can't expect everyone to see it in like the first week or whatever but once the high period dies down and that difference per difference per thing is like it's free game i feel
1: i i get where you're coming from um i think to to turn this slightly on its head hmm Um, so literally as we are um what's it called no, this it was announced earlier today that um Warframe is gonna do public test realms, sorry, public test clusters, mm-hmm. right? And allowing people to go on there and help DE test the various new features that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to uh, you is, is it irresponsible for content creators to talk about the stuff that they potentially see on the public test cluster, knowing full well that it could change, or it could damage the reputation of digital extremes? content that is not yet out Um, does does the question make sense
0: yeah so like is it irresponsible of the content is it irresponsible if you create content or like base opinions on like the public testing service which isn't like the content that's actually out there Um, I think for me a keyword is public in a public testing servers
1: they are public they're limited to the number of people that can actually get on them
0: yeah so like 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 if 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 you're limited to the amount of people that can get on there, and like if you get on there, you have to sign an NDA because like you are the limited testers, and it's only for like the testing eyes to see. Then yeah, then it's a private thing which you shouldn't necessarily share because it that'd be that'd be irresponsible. But like if it's a public testing server, like if it's public, like,
1: I don't think there's an NDA.
0: If there isn't, then like. <laughs>
1: So it's a limited number of people that can actually be involved in the testing. Mm-hmm. So um, there's... Oh, God. It's a limited number of people that can be involved in... Um, you basically say... Uh, I think the phrase is count me in mm-hmm. uh, on this one forum post and people will be picked at random as to being invited to the test mm-hmm. and you'll be given a Steam key which will allow you to get onto the public test cluster. Right. Mm-hmm. So only a limited number of people will be allowed on it and not necessarily content creators. You know, content creators may not even be able to get there. Right. So um, if a content creator does get on public test cluster to help improve whatever aspect of warframe should so is it irresponsible them talk about the content that they have seen on the public test cluster
0: i would say uh, if there is no nda i would say there f- the, no it's not irresponsible for them to do because i would then I like it to a prototype like, let's say we had, like, the the the, the, the Tesla Refuel thing where they're, like, they showed up, like, the Tesla Cybertruck. Like, that's by far not a completed thing. That thing's not even in production. There's going to be many, many things on that that will not be the same in the end product. There will be many, many things that will be changed, things that don't work. But, like, they're inviting people over to, like, take a look at it, give their opinions on it, test it out. And in that case, like, yeah you're free to talk about it. If there's an NDA sign and it's like this, like your your only purpose is to test this and you're not allowed to talk about this to anyone, then yeah, no, definitely don't talk about it because I know that like within test builds, there's going to be a lot of different things which will not make it to the end product. And like, it's not going to be the end thing however if it is going to be shown off to like the public without an NDA then you could take this as like an uh, as like a thing which might be to come however it will be responsible if you if you make claims about the base out the the base release game based on like what you're seeing in the test server like if you want to like use the test server without an NDA public test server and be like okay this is something which might be coming this this is like the way that like this thing is taking shape I would akin it to, like, looking at a dev stream and then basing, like, your opinions on what you see in a dev stream. Uh, That's the way that I feel about it. Because, like, if they don't... If they're not, like... Like, the company itself already has testers that are under NDA. I'm aware of that. Uh, And, like... So they have they have the conscious like they they're making the conscious decision if there's no NDA info going to be in this then they know what they're sharing to like the public and testing grounds and what they're keeping in the NDA testing grounds. So then they already know what's going to be like somewhat public knowledge. And if there is if this is available for people to see without restrictions, then it should be like you, you should be able to talk about it. I don't think that it's irresponsible to make um to talk about it it will be irresponsible if you aren't sticking true to the definitions. Like if you're saying that like, Oh, look at this thing, which this is so broken. The game is so broken. Look at this. This is so broken, but it's in the testing server. Like you should make clear that it's in the testing server. But if you want to use what you see in the testing server and you don't have an NDA, like, I think it's a really important thing. Um, just as like, you're looking at the dev stream you're like, Oh, well that in the dev stream right there didn't really work well. That doesn't really boat well for like these abilities or whatever they're, they're showing off. Um, I think it's more akin to that. But how do you feel? So my concern
1: is say they put on the test environment, um, is it Protea? I think that's the yeah, it's the new new Tracer clone. Yeah. Whatever, Warframe. Um, if they put Protea on test environment and they like they they let content creators look at it and the content creator goes uh that fourth ability fit. It's absolutely fit. Oh, I can't believe how bad it is. Right? Well, that's gonna have a negative impact on what D do. So that D can either hold back on releasing the, the whole main line. They could hold back on releasing Protea. They could hold back on um they, they could take down the video and say like, you know, you're not meant to do this. They, you know, they could do all sorts of weird a wonderful shit. Well, it, right, it
0: it, 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 depends on the preconditions. Because, like, if you are saying like you get access to this, but like you're not allowed to talk about it, which is like which we would clarify under NDA. It's like yeah, fine. But if you're not saying that, then like. I don't think that there are grounds to like take down a video. I feel like, like content creators can say the exact same thing when they're showing off more from in a dev stream. And they they can say the exact same thing. Like this sucks. This looks horrible. And people do, people do every single time when like something is shown off on like a conference or like in a announcement or on a dev stream, like people, people will be like, Oh, this sucks. This is horrible. It's like, dude, you haven't even played it. And like, Like, the test server, yeah, you have a little bit more access to it because you can actually play it. But still, it's, like, not the final build. So you can't say anything about the final product. But, like, I really akin it to a dev stream if they don't do an NDA. If they do do an NDA, then there is no question about it. It's irresponsible to talk about it. But if they're keeping it public.
1: But but here's here's the point, right? You said that the key defining difference was you haven't played it. But in this instance we're describing, they have played it. Yeah,
0: but they've played the test right. the, the, they, they've played the test server so like the thing is with the dev string like, like if I see something in an the announcement then it's like yeah you can't really say about like what it will be in the game itself because you don't play it yeah you, ha- you, ha- you haven't played it yet. So like you can't say what the, well like you can't really make a solid argument like this plays horrible because you haven't played it. if you want to make a statement on like this plays horrible in the final product, like you can't do that on a testing ground. If you want to say this place horrible in a testing server and there's no NDA, feel free to do it. I got no yeah, problem with that.
1: You're saying the important part, which is the testing server. Yeah. So if you just, if you were to just simply say this place is horrible.
0: Yeah. Well, like, like it, it would be. That's,
1: to me, that is irresponsible.
0: In general, is, like, in general, it's yeah. it's it, it, it's a rather irresponsible claim on on like basically anything if you don't specify enough. But like, if you were to say like this, like if, if you say this is horrible in the final product, yeah, like like yeah, that you, ca- you can't make that claim because it's not in the final product. But if you say it's horrible as it is now in the testing server or as it is now or as I've played it, like I'm fine with. No, that. but
1: even then that's not good enough. If you say like I've just played Protea, she is awful, right? What if I come to see your video a month down the line when Prote is out?
0: Yeah, but like the yeah. thing is, yeah, the fi- the, see, see, hold on. This this is something which is rather important. It's like it's not a like a content creator isn't. A promotional device for Warframe. They're not attached to Warframe. So, like, if they want to say something, it doesn't matter what the effect will be for Warframe. If Warframe wants, wants to, like, make sure that this doesn't get negative press, then they should throw an NDA on it. Like, it's not the content creator's responsibility to make sure that Warframe gets good press. Like, they just do what they want, because they are a separate entity. They're not, like, linked in that sense. It's not like... Maybe it'd be better for their fuse if Warframe didn't go down. But then again, like if you want to be a content creator on your own, it's like maybe not like tie your entire existence to one single game, uh, but it's like it's Ign- not-, Ign-
1: not 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 to focus on the relationship held between the content creator and the uh, and the game. Let's mm-hmm. just let's say uh random Joe blogs, right? Yeah. Say one of our lovely viewers here, right? Mm-hmm let's say fred right turns around and goes like they're doing they're doing public test realms do you know what i could do i could get on the public test realm and i could start my warframe career that way right um no so not not my warframe my youtube career that way Mm -hmm. right they start doing warframe videos using the public test cluster to promote themselves right it is for them to gain a leg up yeah right they will have access to something that not necessarily everyone else will have access to, mm-hmm. right? So entirely depending on how they phrase it determines how it will be received. So if someone says, as you put it moments ago, I've just played Protea, hypothetically as you just put it, I've just played Protea and she sucks compared to I've just played Protea on the test cluster, and she sucks right there's a huge stark difference because someone who comes in a month later half a year later or the next day right can interpret the wording completely different well see this is the thing it's like
0: i personally feel when it comes to like good, more, like, responsibility when it comes to creating content. Like, you should always, like, you should always abide by certain standards. Like, don't lie. Um, I think that that's, like, the main the main important thing. Like, don't lie about what you do. Like, I think it's a little bit of a grey territory when it comes to, like, I just played this thing, Pro-T, and, like, I think she sucks. Like, you're not making a false claim in that because you just played it right there. Um, like, it would be better if you were to clarify that was on the test server. Um, like, that would be even more accurate, and I would definitely say do that. That being said, like the con, the, like the, the platform and the way that Fuse work, or the way that success on YouTube or Twitch works right now, or just in general when it comes to publicity, like it truth doesn't necessarily um, promote, like, like 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 it like a lot of a lot of people get really high up with shitty behavior. Right now, the system doesn't condition for being truthful, being moral, and all that stuff. So. As far if you're only concerned with making videos or creating content is to get financial gain and grow your channel um, as long as you're working within like the confines of like what's allowed within like the things that you signed, I mean, like I would not support it. I don't think that it's a smart thing to do, but you can do it. Um, when it comes to like the argument of like having a leg up because like oh yeah, i'm I'm in this testing server. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily a problem because, like, you have a lot of people, especially when it comes to, like, in the tech world where people will get, like, phones, review samples, like, weeks early uh, so that, like, when something gets launched, like, under NDA, like, oh, this new phone get, gets launched, you get all these reviews or, like, I've already been using this for two weeks. It's like, yeah, that's like that's kind of unfair because, like, you've been in a select group of people that have had that thing for two weeks and composed a review and I have to wait for it. So, like, if you are in a test server and there is no NDA, I think you're fine to talk about it. Um, at the same time, like, I don't think that there is a problem necessarily with someone, like, um, making a video about it, making a video about, like, their opinion on it. Like, as long, like, they, like, it doesn't matter in the point of, like, what people make videos on, uh, or the way that they, like, what they say and what effect that will have on, like, this game. It's, like, it doesn't matter from the perspective of the content creator because, like, the content creator isn't tied to the game. So it doesn't, like, it, it, there's no, like... They should or shouldn't act because of that. It's like if the game doesn't want to have videos like that, it should have it in the, in the NDA. Is it morally just to make false claims? Is it morally just to leave out important information? No, I wouldn't support that. But could they do it? Yeah, I, I and I think that if, wants to go over, like do this public testing thing without an NDA, then I think that they should very, very, very well be certain about what they release in there because like this is what you're you're leaving the door open and that's on you. Like if mm. I if I go out and like share pictures on my stream of things, or if I share like uh like upcoming videos or whatever, if I share like personal information with like a group of people on my stream and they want to like talk about it, it's like, yeah, it's on me for sharing it. It's on me for showing it. Is it morally? good for you to like air all the dirty laundry that i just shared with you online like on a live stream no not not necessarily yeah. but you can do it and like i'm f- in favor of like having that freedom of doing whatever it was within the legal boundaries so that's the way that i view it
1: i mean nothing stops them from turning around and going like, oh oh sorry you're exploiting this thing oh well, i guess you're not gonna get hold of this thing anymore Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I so, I, mean,
0: I mean like yeah, like again, it's it, it's like if it's if you do it once and it hurts Warframe, they'll kick you out. So like again, yeah. it's like in your moral best interest to probably not do that because then you'll be able to continue to use it. But if you just want to go ahead and do it and there's no NDA involved that says you're not allowed to do it, free game. Free game. I wouldn't recommend it's, it's, it, but free game.
1: It's interesting cuz um the way you say this. Um cuz I oh got was it like I know that Again, Jacksepticeye and Markiplier have all spoken about this briefly. Uh, Basically, they will get access. I think Game have said this as well. They'll get access to a game early, Mm -hmm. right? Like two, three weeks early. Jacksepticeye actually did it with um, Death Stranding. Mm -hmm. He got it two weeks early so he could actually build up his videos and release them as soon as the game went live. Mm Mm-hmm right but it was interesting because when he was going through the environment like none of the multiplayer elements where other players had built roads or whatever was there like yeah. it was just him on his own I, there might have been a couple of other people mm-hmm. but then when he came back after he had gone live to actually finish the gameplay to finish the the plot and whatever like the number of Community contributed elements was massive, Mm -hmm. right? The world really felt like it was alive. And so I I think there is an interesting point there, uh, between behind like NDA stuff and yeah, you know, publicly accessible things. I I know, again, World of Warcraft suffered a lot of this, and in the end, they just went, you know what, we just can't fight them, we just can't fight them. Um stuff gets leaked nearly constantly.
0: Yeah. Well, it's I'd like to believe that like acting in a just way will ultimately come back to you and acting in an unjust way will ultimately come back to you too. And may that be in like some things get revoked from you or you get kicked out from something, or people you build a reputation of not being honest with something. Like that will get back to you, I hope. Because I mm. I hope that the world is in some way fair. Um, I do think that it's also perfectly fine. Like, like the thing is, is that like, I can understand where you're coming from, where it's like, should you be responsible with like, how, like, how will this affect like the game? If I get access to like the public testing service from Warframe, do I have to keep in mind what effect my video or my thing that I do will have on Warframe? Um, like if I do this, and should I take that into account? And like, if if it comes to like, when it comes to personal relations, if it comes to like me with you, if like I do something that might affect you, then I think it's important that I consider that. However, this is the thing. there, It's not a personal relation with Warframe because like that is something, that that's like a mode of being which works very well when you have it with two individuals because you hope that the other side will have the same reciprocity where they'd be like, if they were in a situation where something might negatively affect you, they'd be like, well, let me consider and, like, not do this. However, a game company is a company. They, they're they not an individual. They don't, they will not go ahead and, like, consider you next time and be like, oh, yeah, let's, let us let us not do this in, in order to, like, not do this because this might negatively affect this individual. It's like, no, that's not going to happen. It's a company. It's a, It does what it wants. So, like, if you're dealing with a company, it's like, do how you feel like. And as long as you're acting according to, like, all your obligations that you have when it comes to NDAs, when it comes to like the the law, it's like you're free to move because they're free to move, and it's like they're gonna do what they want, and like if you're gonna like adjust yourself and maneuver in ways that like, oh, this might like please the institution. It's like it's not gonna care. It's really not gonna care, and I can tell that from experience multiple times. I have treated developers I've treated game companies like that. This game company. I've treated it like that. I've treated, I've, I've treated it like a friend. I've treated it like, oh, I'll, I'll help out. And in return, it will be reciprocated. But they won't because it's a company. Companies don't care. So do it towards individuals. Be responsible with individuals. When it comes to like your future for your channel and you're like, hey, I want to continue to use this testing server. Hey, I want to continue to use this. Hey, I want to like have this. Um, I don't want to be known towards... All of the gaming industry as a guy that like always like leaks things because then I'll never get NDAXs. Probably don't do it. But like, if you think you should, if you want to do something, but you're hold held back by mm, maybe this might not be so good for the game. It's like, well, like, do what do what you think is morally just. But like, I would say, don't hold back on um, doing something. Like 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 it's it. it it's not an individual, and I think that, like, that might be a little bit, like, you're looking at it, like, the way that I would treat you, and, like, I think so that there's a, a difference in individuals and companies. Go ahead. A
1: question for you, then. hmm Right. Say you... Do you have a PlayStation 4? Yeah, I do. Right. So, say you were to do a Let's Play series of Final Fantasy Seven Remake, mm-hmm. and put it up on your channel. Yeah. Right. How would you think the... What happens if someone starts to turn to you and say, Spoilers, 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 spoilers.
0: Well, I'd just be like, why are you watching this? (laughs) Why are you watching this?
1: Because they want to watch you.
0: Yeah, well, like, there is many videos of me. There's many hours of content of me, which do not include Final Fantasy. So if you click on a video... Like if I if it's a video uh, where am like ah oh, meme time and then in the middle of time I'm just gonna throw in like spoilers for Final Fantasy yes yes they have a point if there's like Final Fantasy playthrough it's like yeah you don't have a point you knew what was gonna happen you saw it coming
1: no but I mean the 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 point is that um you don't necessarily see like this like you know what what if you were to talk about Game of Thrones. Right. Mm-hmm. What if you were to to do a uh, review of Game of Thrones and you literally put in that iconic scene of Sean Bean's character having his head chopped off? Right. You're reviewing the content. Yeah. Right. But you know, other people might like. Oh, I, I really. Oh man, this guy's selling the content really, really well. Oh, I'll fucking buy the shit out of that. You know, and then you just spoil the end
0: it it depends it depends on what services uh, it's being put in if like if i if i'm going to talk about like the narrative structure within um within game of thrones and the importance of character deaths and the impor- importance of surprise character deaths then of course like it's part of my it's part of my argument it's part of like the the thing you're watching so like you can see it coming like if like as long as it's part that that part of something that i'm talking about that like that's the videos, that's the, that's what the video's about, like, hey, you know, you can expect it. If it comes out of left field, because it's like, oh, hey, there's this thing called Game of Thrones, oh, this happens. Yeah, no.
1: So so do you think that in a review, there should be an agenda at the beginning of the review saying, like, this is the various different areas we're going to cover, and these, by here, are spoiler filled
0: no, not necessarily, because I feel that like if you're watching a review on YouTube, and or in YouTube, a review in general, like you're already like entering area where like, an, an area where like you might like this might be risky. A good review, a good review, in my opinion, doesn't spoil much. Like it just gives like a basic rundown of like what you can expect. Like like just gives you the basic elements of what's important to make the argument about what you what you put the review around. But, like, if, if you click on refuse of things, like, you know, it might happen. <laughs> it's, it's like, you're already treading into the territory where people are discussing the material. And, like, my goal is to discuss the material. And, like, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make as good a point as I can on, like, what I think of this material. And I will use every, every tool in my arsenal to make as good as a point. Otherwise, I'd be doing a detriment to that point. And, if you want to see a review, I'm gonna expect that you want to see me make as good as a review as I can. So I'm not gonna like break down my point um in ways where it might be a spoiler to people. It's like, yo, if you wanna see a good review, you come for the review. If you don't wanna if you don't want to be spoiled, don't come to a review.
1: But surely a review does not talk about what happens in the plot. It depends. That's what a synopsis is.
0: Well, so, okay, so there there's two points I want to make. First of all, a lot of reviews on, on YouTube are really bad, and I agree, like, you should, like, most reviews on YouTube right now are just like, I'm going to talk about everything that happens, and I'm going to say at the end, I like it, and that's my review. That's not a review. That's not a review at all. You don't say every single thing that happens and say every supporter. That's, no, that's not a review. However, you can review something as, like, this is my general review of it, I think analysis might be the better term. Uh, like, if you you can also review something based on like, hey, I'm gonna review this movie in terms of like, how does Fight Club use hit, use its twist versus like how does uh, Star Wars use its twist and what's like the the magic of a good twist. Like, that's a review of these movies. But I actually that might be a better term. Might be analysis there. But like in those in those cases, like my point would be like we're looking at like both these things and what can we learn from both these twists? In order to talk about that, we're going to talk about what the twists are. We're going to show it because like, you want to look at it. Same with like, why is the the Joker scene in Batman um, one of the, like the best scenes that won an Oscar? Like, like you're not going to like blur out everything up the scene for people that haven't seen it because you're talking about the thing. You're like, we're going to take a look at this and we're going to see what went well and what is so good. So golden. Um, So
1: like this, this, this is interesting because I don't necessarily feel that you can make a direct comparison between uh movies and games because movies i feel as you pointed out at the beginning of this they rely so much more on the plot whereas games not necessarily people don't care too much about the plot uh but that's you know a wide range it depends Mm -hmm. on the game like final fantasy 7 you know very focused uh on the plot but again, a comparison I would argue made, like you're doing a review of God, what's the name of the damn game? Uh, StarCraft, the first StarCraft Mm -hmm. game. And you're talking about the rock, uh, rock, paper, scissors, elements to the RTS, the resource management of the RTS, how the narrative is broken up into three parts for each of the races, and Tassadar dies at the end. And, and it's just like, oh, whoa, whoa, why, why did you need to put that in there? Why, why did you, why did you need to say that? Like, that's not part of a review. Like, you just, you just told me what happened at the end. Like, mm-hmm. my, my opinion of the game is it's great, you know. And I really like the FMV work on it. And Sarah Kerrigan gets turned into the Queen of Blades. And like you know, why, why did you just say that? Why why did you just tell me something that happens in the plot, well, right?
0: It it depends on, on on the approach of the review. Like if your review is just like a general review, and then like you're gonna oh this happens, this happens, this happens. It's like yeah. But I've I've also recently watched um a channel review like the entire Dragon Ball Super story, and basically they do that episode by episode. They're like so. Like we're gonna like this review, we're gonna go over Dragon Ball Super, and we're gonna go over the arcs, and we're gonna go over the episodes, and we're gonna see like what works and what doesn't work, and why does it work and why doesn't it work. And in that case, like at the end, like everything of like the dra- dr- that Dragon Ball Super arc is shown. Like we, you, if you haven't seen it, you know at, at the end exactly how everything goes. But it's because like. This is something where, like, it's really focused on, like, how is the story executed? And we're going to go over the story in order to understand the story where we look at how it's executed. And, like, the same thing with uh, what you're talking about with the narrative in games is, like, if your approach, like, that's the interesting thing about YouTube reviews or reviews in general from different persons is, like, you can really niche down on something. So, like, if you want to talk about this new game and it's solely the lore because you only care about lore and the way the lore is executed and the narrative is executed, then you can talk about that.
1: Um, see i i argue that's not a review that's a breakdown right if you're going through each if you're effectively watching the series with the reviewer right you're not watching a review you're watching a breakdown right it's like i'm talking about this thing that's happening on the screen at the same time as me talking about that's you know that's not a review a review right, is supposed right. to be something that's much mac- more macro level. It's supposed to be something a lot further away from the source, right? Yeah, like it, I, where- I, I think, like, I'm not
0: necessarily happy with the with the definition of breakdown being, like, this glorified reaction video where you're, like, watching it at the same time. I But, like, if you want to say, like, breakdown being, like, analysis where, like, you go deeper into the source material and you show examples of the source material to highlight different things to make the point, I agree. Um... If you say review is just like giving people a general impression of like what this thing is about and what are great points about it and weak points about it and like what do you recommend you try it out or not? Um, if that's the goal of the video to like give people like should you try this out or not, then definitely no, don't spoil it because like your your purpose so, is to like make people buy it or not.
1: So um, there there's uh, a YouTuber called Morla. Mm. Right, which I think I've brought up before. He does breakdowns of movies and things. He's done it yeah. of Captain Marvel, he's done it of the Predator. The Predator is like one of the worst movies in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. But after he's actually done uh the breakdown and he's gone over the stupid elements of the plot as you are effectively watching it, he will then um basically say what was wrong. He will do he will do his review after he's done the breakdown. Right? Mm-hmm. But at no point in time should a review ever truly reveal what happens in the narrative. That that is like, you know, otherwise you know, uh a rev- why isn't there a review of endgame? Which is, like, you, you're you basically sat down with the, the reviewer for the entire two and a half hours of the movie. I think it's two and a half.
0: Well, I mean, there are Endgame reviews where they're... But, like, refuse about, like, how the, uh, the Iron Man moment is, like, how, how that, like, links back to the very beginning. Like, why that is such a great moment. They're reviewing it by going over it, like... How do how how did this thing like how does this thing happen like why does what this what he says uh, link back to like the very first movie why does this character arc like portray like very well and continue this path from like the first movie to the final one and why is it so great that it like it is him because like he started he he was the first movie it's like like it depends on like how you tackle your review and like this this might be a term where like. People call it review because, like, there's no clear, like, you can't call an analysis a review or you can't call a breakdown a review because people can, or can, can be very, very, like, liberal with the, the terminology that they use. Um, but as long as, like, with review, we're gonna go by the definition of just, like, something where it's like we're gonna go over the, the global thing, like, the general gist of it, and we're gonna, like, highlight some points which I like and which I don't like. And at the end, like, this should hopefully give you an impression on whether you should see it or interact with it or buy it. Or not? Then, if that is the review that we're looking at, then like, yeah, I would like, I would not say spoil, don't spoil things, but then you would also not um, go in depth that much.
1: So I'm just having a look at, um, right? So a review, a formal assessment of something with the intention of instituting change if necessary, right? Whereas an analysis is a detailed examination of the elements or structure of something. So when you do a breakdown of that scene in uh, Endgame, I would totally argue that is an analysis, mm-hmm. right? Whereas a review is something that's a lot broader. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I would I would I would agree with that terminology. That being said, a lot of YouTube videos or online refuse do tend to cross that border very deliberately because yeah, like, you're like whatever whatever people want to say and admit that I don't know it's just people will go by different definitions but yeah if it what, comes down to that no don't spoil
1: one one thing that I so I've I've recently been like a bit jonesing for Minecraft um and I thought you know what let's let's find let's do let's look for mod pack reviews and the number of Fucking shy ass. Fucking, I swear, mod pack reviews just don't exist because it's just most of the time it's just people spouting out random nonsense.
0: But like, that's the thing: people can classify what what, what they're making. But like, that's been everywhere. Like, because documentaries, yeah. documentaries, like this is something which I've only gotten to know like a couple of years ago. But documentaries uh, have a certain like number of criteria. Actually, let me see if I can find the. Um... Criteria for uh, documentary because I believe that the criteria for having something called a documentary um, is the length of it is uh, I don't know if this is like no I'm just it doesn't it have to be factual and informative? No 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 the the thing is is that like uh, I can't find it right now but. The criteria of having a documentary is like it needs to exceed a certain number of time. If you want to have a documentary in film, if you want to have your film classified as documentary, it needs to exceed a number of time. It needs to be based of like a real world subject and it needs to have something else. But nowhere do you need to be truthful. So if you you can have a documentary that is about a subject, but that can be entirely about like whatever you envision that to be. And you can like the the, the entire like good Lap, Gwyneth Paltrow thing like that can just be a documentary oh because it is a certain length and it's like it's about something in the real world but it doesn't have to be truthful because documentaries oh is that how that thing got made probably but like documentaries oh. do not have to be truthful they don't have to be objective and truthful same with journalism actually because like most journalism is or like most newspapers are based of like income revenue so like the end goal of news is isn't to sell you the truth. It's to sell you something that gets your attention so that they can get the advertisement revenue. It's like, that's something which is really important to realize that even though something may not technically be that thing, um, like there is nothing, no governing body that will be like, this is this. It's like, because like, there's always like play around. So always be kind of skeptical.
1: (laughs) So uh, I think we're at time at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I already put in chat you know get your questions ready so if anyone is listening to this and is not reading chat please feel free to get your questions ready do you get many questions on the youtube no but we do get amazing uh, analysis from um from my previous
0: episodes i can okay i can pull okay. one out but like we do get like some really cool like comments essay comments where like they break down the points that we make and then give their opinion and, like i really really love
1: reading them right so. So, uh, sentient FME, I think I'm not, I'll have to talk to them and say, like, how do you pronounce your name? But anyway, so would a review not be more opinionated than an analysis? I don't think a review has to be more opinionated than an analysis. I think a review is, um, a review should be factual for a start, right? So in academia, when you're doing like, when you're at university and stuff, you have to do what's called a literature review, where you have to find publications, and you have to state facts of what the um, literature, what the publications uh, cover. So you can't make shit up. Mm -hmm. In addition, you are supposed to use the facts from the publications to inst- what's it called? like, God, support your theories and your observations and your methodology actually complete your report and uh, yes, yeah, so the literature has got to re- uh, support your theories which are confirmed by your observations, methodology, blah, 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 blah. So I do not think a review has to be... Uh, more opinionated than an analysis. I think the difference between a review and an analysis is the level of detail. You can put opinions and things in there, but I think it's entirely dependent on reception and audience. If you were to put opinions in a literature review for a report in academia, it will get chewed up and spat back out. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. No opinions, mm-hmm. just facts. But you know, look at um, what you call it, zero punctuation. That's a hundred percent opinion based, and it's very critical, right? It's yeah. it's a critique of a video game. I would say it's that again is a step further away from the source material in than a review, it's a lot more broad. But there are some, you know, but the the breakdown analysis that Mauler does literally, it's a play by play of everything that happens with his own spin and interpretation Mm -hmm. on it, which makes perfect sense to me with a review afterwards. So I think it is just a a case of micro to macro.
0: Yeah, Um, I think in popular culture, uh, most of the things that you're going to find on YouTube or, like, websites, they're going to be opinionated pieces because, yeah. like, mostly reviews are, like, or and, and analysis are, like, this is something I like. This is something I think they do well. This is something I think is being performed correctly or wrong or and because of this and this and this. So, yeah, like, I mean, popular culture, they're going to be very opinionated. I know, like, when it comes to, like, 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 more of when it comes to, like, doing university reviews, when it comes to, like, doing that, like... I remember when I first started like doing 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 these reviews or writing these pieces. Um, in high school we had to like prepare for like university level, and I and I would like always like, I I always liked to write, so I would always like write with, with what flowed. So I would like put in words like sadly or, um, uh, what else? Like I would always add like emotions to it. So like sadly, this is the case, and then they would get really mad. Like you can't say that, and I'd yeah. be like, but it sounds good. It's like no, no opinions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, here's here's so you know people using wrong terminology. I'm getting so whitewashed by my monitor right now. So here's um, the definition for podcast: a digital audio file made available on the internet for download to a computer or mobile device. Typically uh, available as a series, new installments of which can be received by subscriber uh, subscribers automatically. So this podcast, the Framecast podcast, is not actually a podcast by definition. Actually, I, w-
0: I, I, I would disagree, in a sense, because a podcast was actually like, there is, there is someone that created the podcast, and I re- recently he was on a podcast with Joe Rogan, and I listened to that podcast, but it's been a while, so I forgot yeah. like the exact thing, but they just called it a podcast because they were just doing like this broadcast thing online, and they were like, oh, let's call it podcast. And then people just adopted the thing. It's like, oh yeah, we're doing podcast too. And then it became podcast. It's just like what people kind of like name it. And yeah. these terms are open to change because like you, you'll find with like um, flogs back in the day on YouTube, Used to be like this one thing where people would hold like a point and shoot camera like like this to their face yeah. and like that and like just f- go for their lives and then like Casey Neistat came around and you did with a DSLR and like cinematic things and now that's a flog, and like yeah. you know these these creative things they change so much so that like
1: but it's it's interesting because like obviously the definition from a dictionary so on and so forth, but like I, mean, I get where you're coming from because the word literal or oh, literally, right now also informally means figuratively. <laughs> Which should not be fucking allowed
0: oh that's literally like the worst thing in me in my entire life welcome everybody my, my name is leafy's here and today we're gonna to be talking about the literally the worst thing ever as i live for another struggle
1: another day <laughs> right so i think that's it for this episode we haven't had any more questions so yeah let's 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 round it off my man
0: yep Thank you so much, 1440. Oh, we actually do have sending a coming in. I'm just going to read this real quickly. Uh, she says, uh, but in a more professional situation, a review would be more about the facts, whereas giving the consumers a good sense to decide, uh, let's say in a, but in a more professional situation, a review would be more about the facts, giving the consumer a good sense of the side, whereas, as you said, analysis would be describing each part, situation, connections, and interpretations. Although, since interpretations might be incorrect, or what is being interpreted is a bit uh, abstract, causing the interpretation to be more of a perspective rather than a fact. So, literally, is the worst auto-antonym out there. Literally is literally died years ago. Um, I mean, like, the, like, the thing... What comes down, like, in popular culture generally a lot when it comes to with, with reviews, yeah, you, you say, like, a review should be more about the facts. But when it comes to popular culture, a lot of times what you find is that, like, people give grades because of how much they like things. And, like, they'll say, this thing is bad because I don't like it. And that's what, like, most review things come down to uh, these days. Um, I think the best refuse the best popular refuse. Are our ref- reviews where reviewers say, if you come from like like if you are a person that like that likes lore, if you're a lore person in this game, you're not gonna like this. It's gonna be a bad game for you. If you're a person that does this, then you're gonna like this. So like you're 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 going from like what kind of like perspectives would you come from it? Um, yeah. Generally, people will be kind of like more opinionated in popular culture. Anyway, uh, that's Framecast forty for you guys. We need to rem- we need to wrap up because we've been going on for a while. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check out Casino on YouTube.com slash Casino Galleon. That is not an opinion. That's a fact. You should check him <laughs> out. And then you should also go to his Patreon and donate all the money you have. Um that's also a fact. That's not a review, that's not an opinion, that's that's things. Go check it's it out. It's an
1: analysis. It's a breakdown.
0: As God. we're as we are going to be reacting and watching as you put all your life savings into Casino's Patreon. Can, can and you not?
1: Can you not? Can you stop right now?
0: And and that is, and that is like, that's definitely the best live advice we're going to give you. Uh, don't make shitty live choices based on our advice. We're just blabbering about here. Don't take anything we say as truth. We're just merely talking heads
1: on your monitor. Additionally, uh, if you didn't catch this live, we're typically Tuesday at, oh, gosh, shit, 8 p.m.
0: European time and 7 European p.m. Time. UK time
1: and um, 2 p.m. Eastern America time. So, and then it's live on YouTube 24 hours later. So, yeah.
0: Yep. So, thanks so much for listening. 10 more episodes until the 50th episode. If you have some cool ideas for what we could do for the 50th episode, let us know. Because I'm open for suggestions. It's going to still be like 10 weeks away. But, like, I want to do something special. Because 50 episodes. That's quite a number, actually. 50 episodes. God dang it. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you around.